1: On round two, let's say good morning to Pamela Palmater, lawyer, professor, and activist, News Talk 1010 traffic expert, Adjua and Sia Tim Hudak, former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. Uh, Pamela, we tried to track you down when the story broke and you were unable to join us, but I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on mm-hmm. uh, the discovery of possibly more unmarked graves with the added significance that it was here in Ontario. And I know there's a lot of people in Ontario who don't even think we ever had a residential School here.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still surprised by the lack of, you know, public education about this, and that's that's really a, a government obligation. But we've already had the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. We've had a million media stories of residential schools by the numbers where they were, and and people are still shocked. Keep in mind, there's 634 First Nations, and we've only heard, you know, a, a, about a handful of what's happening in, in in so many first nations so this is going to be a long process there's going to be larger and larger numbers and i think people really need to do some of the background reading on it because it's 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 significant it could literally be under your school it could be next to your hospital it could be close to your neighborhood and these are really significant findings
1: One more question for you on the same uh, thing, and Mm -hmm. that would be um, the question of what is eventually going to happen, if these are going to be excavated, analyzed, if uh, bodies will be returned to communities, because I may have been given false information, but I've been told one aspect of indigenous culture is you don't mess with somebody's resting place.
0: Well, th- you know, that's a really good question. And right now the government has uh, a special interlocutor on unmarked graves who is traveling the country to get just that kind of feedback and information from survivors and the families of kids who never survived about what they want. Because right now, at least on the ground, what we're hearing is some First Nations want their children repatriated back to their community because uh, some of them were left just dumped in unmarked graves and they consider that disrespectful according to the their traditions. Others, their traditions are, please don't disturb them. Let's put up some protections around them, do a monument to them, something like that. And then a large number, in addition to that issue, is we want criminal investigations.
1: Mm -hmm. So um, I want to move to the Greenbelt inquiries. There are two of them. Um, I want to frame the discussion so that we're not repeating a lot of things that we've discussed before. The new aspect here is we have two different investigations going on. And I know that the opposition is going to chortle over that and say, look at the criminal government under two separate investigations, which kind of comes back to. And Tim Hudak, I'll start with you. You spent time at Queen's Park. Uh, But I used to say of another investigation that was going on that we had reached the point where it's not where there's smoke, there's fire. It's where there happens to be an idling fire engine. There must be a fire. <laughs> well, this is a very strong opposition
2: work, and you know, having been uh, two things here—former opposition leader and also the critic when the Greenbelt was created—I use similar tactics, and I you know raise same alarm bells about you know liberal-connected uh, developers getting benefits uh, from the original Greenbelt boundaries. And, and sometimes, you know, this opposition work plays it plays a very important role. Right, you hold the government's feet to the fire, you encourage transparency. We did see when it came to the gas plant scandal that a Liberal staffer actually spent time in jail, right, scrutinizing. Here, I I don't see it at that level or close. I don't think, I know Premier Ford and Minister Clark have known both for more than two decades. I cannot see them trading favors with developers risking their careers and reputations for this land. Do I think staff did it? I don't see that either. I suspect at the end of the day, the developers place bets because they knew that some land really wasn't that environmentally significant, there's a housing crisis, and the green belt boundaries have been changed a couple dozen times before by the previous government. At the end of the day, good opposition work, but I suspect that these investigations will show the government could have done a better process, but no corruption.
1: Yeah, Najwa, I guess a lot of this is going to hinge on just, you know, what sort of investigative tools these people have. Because one thing I would like to know is, you know for a developer to say here's why i bought this land which was not zoned for housing
3: mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't there's there's something fishing here um in my view If uh, if you are a land developer why are you investing in land that is not supposed to be used for housing before it was announced and that's where the alarm bells go off so i'm happy that the opposition is deciding is pushing back to require an investigation into what actually went on. I don't know if we're gonna find out anything nefarious happened, but right now it just something seems a little bit off and an investigation to lay everything out plain would get clean eyes on it and let us know exactly what's going on with the okay. green belt and if there was anything happening. Last word, Pamela. Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree. I mean, a, a conflict of interest or something mm-hmm. else more sinister is either the actual one or the appearance of one. And I think if you act, you strip away politics and you ask the everyday Ontarian, hey, what does this look like? I think the majority of people are going to say, wow, that's obviously very fishy. Obviously, that would trigger an investigation. And we'll find out in the end whether it was justified or not.
1: I like it used to the uh, legal term fishy. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be sophisticated here.
1: Okay, here's absolute proof that everything old is new again.
2: There's the
3: the, Every day.
1: the uh, Bay is going to reintroduce Zellers and Edouard uh, C. I Maybe I'm isolated in all this. I I don't feel nostalgic about <laughs> Zellers. I never went to Zellers. <laughs>
3: I, I did go to Zeller's. Um, I don't. I am not nostalgic about it at all, though. Maybe if they brought back Towers, maybe I'd be more nostalgic because we shopped there a lot when I was a young kid. But uh, Zeller's, eh, I feel like prices are still going to be overpriced. I think people will go into Zeller's because maybe it had a place for the restaurant, um, had a place for families going uh, to shop and things like that. But I think people are just going to go to take a look at it And then they're going to keep moving. I don't know if this is going to bring in additional sales for the Bay, which uh, the Zellers are going to be located in. And they're not in a lot of locations. There's not even one in, well, there's one in Scarborough, but nothing within the heart of the GTA. And I think there's one in Mississauga and one in Burlington. So I, I think there's a lot of. Because of social media, it's everywhere. We're seeing it and it's making you be a little bit nostalgic. But will that turn into profit? I I don't necessarily think so.
1: Yeah, Pam, one of the listeners wrote in, Dan says, what's next? Consumers distributing?
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Why not? That would be awful. (laughs) It's so much easier online.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, and Tim Hudak, I mean, consumers distributing has been replaced by a company called Amazon, and you can shop at home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so true. I got, I got to confess, John, John Moore here, I got to confess, uh, when Walmart first came into Canada, I worked for that team. It was a cool job. As my early 20s, I went across the country turning uh, old Woolcos into Walmarts, and a successful Kazeller sucked, I and mean, let's, let's be frank, you know, they, they, they had poor merchandising, the stores were sloppy. They are at inventory constantly. I worked for the other team there, and that's been a success. That having been said, I have a bit of nostalgia here. If they had the skillet, number one, bring back the skillet. I'd go there for old time's sake and maybe give a big hug to the Zeddy bear.
1: Okay, I don't know none of this is a cultural reference for me and I'm gonna have to go back and my mom's not here anymore So I can't call her and ask what happened But I'm I'm not sure that Zeller's was a part of our cultural experience in in Montreal And it's not like we were snobs or something my parents had no money Um, In the minutes we have left. I'd love to turn to items of free speech are always interesting And especially when people are making appeals to elected bodies to try and squelch it Uh, Pamela Palmitar let me start with you on this one. We're talking about Jordan Peterson an appearance where he's going to be in front of a live audience in Ottawa, and a group of activists are asking the city to basically sanction or or cancel it.
0: Well, they have the free speech right to have protests, uh, make those requests uh, out of, you know, safety, just like the other side's trying to argue they have the right to free speech. Here's the thing about free speech that always gets lost in the conversation. All rights have limits you have to make sure that what it is that you're doing doesn't hurt or injure someone else so given the kinds of things that he talks about given the kinds of hate speech that he spreads there is legitimate concern about what he will do and whether or not these organizations are supporting the spread of hate speech we don't know, but if based on past history, there's a, a good likelihood of it. And that obviously causes societal pushback and and violence towards the groups that he targets, like uh, trans people and uh, women.
1: Yeah, Anjoua, I think his uh, brilliance is exaggerated. His cultural significance is exaggerated. Um, I, but I, I just, I don't believe in trying to get events cancelled because you don't like the fact that some people have bad followers with odd. Auto- ideas
3: uh, yeah i agree with that too you, you're entitled to your free speech but as pamela palma was saying i i think when it leads to hate speech which could lead to harm uh we have to really take a good look and and decide do we want this type of language that could actually harm people in the public sphere i'm not sure like when it comes to him there has been a lot of harm he might be thinking he's just speaking but what he's spewing to other people is causing them to act and do harm to others, which is never a good thing.
1: Okay, last word, Tim Hudak.
2: I'll let him speak. I mean, this is one of uh, whether you like him or not, one of Canada's best-selling authors, has a huge uh, YouTube and uh, social media following. Uh, Like it or not, too, he's one of Canada's top recognized figures uh, right now. Governments should always have, I don't disagree with what my colleagues are saying, governments should have a very high bar, though, when they step in and stop them from speaking, and Peterson has not crossed that bar.
1: Thank you very much. Good to have you. And uh, anybody who wants to argue, it's only leftists who ever try to shut these things down. I always remember George Galloway, the British MP, who people felt was an anti-Semite because he was very strident about the Palestinian cause. Um, I don't remember if he actually delivered this speech, but they tried to cancel him on a Canadian trip as well because they thought it was hate speech against Israel. I'm not at all impressed with Jordan Peterson, but if he wants to talk to a room full of disaffected guys who think they're hard done by and uh, discuss lobsters, then he can knock himself out.
2: Catch the round table. round one at 7.45, round two at 8.45, weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010, Toronto.